0: Ratteloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your garage logic podcast. Number 1206, December 11th, 2023. 56 degrees on this day in 1913. It was 14 below in 1972. And boy, the early 70s were chilly. And I can tell you this. On this day in the year 2010, I don't remember this. 16.3 16.3 inches of snow. Oof. On Oof. this day in 2010. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop. John Hyde in the newsroom. And of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king. Fireworks Commissioner and the keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushor. Did you guys have fun? A thank, blast.
1: Thank you to Tom Hauser. Yep. It was pleasant. He knows how to uh he knows how to do the job, let's say.
0: Well that's a plus, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Do so you have
2: fun? Plus, by the way, we should have play well. Oh. You know what's fun having Hauser around? He basically does your ad for you.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I
2: I mentioned thirty bales, and he went on for oh, four and a half minutes right. about Is how he, he goes there with his sister. It was fantastic. Yeah, he's got Tom. Take it away. Close, <laughs> well, it his sister. His sister, I believe, lives in Hopkins.
0: I'll be damned. It was me. Yes, sir. I have to get something off my chest. I thought I did Thursday. I bet I didn't. I'm sorry. Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, we discussed. All of us had watched and taken notes and. We discussed the fall of Minneapolis, mm-hmm. the uh, Liz Collin film, on the whole George Floyd weekend and trial. Okay, and I—if I didn't make it clear Wednesday, uh, I should make it clear today. Yes, when that story broke, I, I for the most part, violated my own rules the 72-hour rule on a big story or the 48-hour rule on a big story because I remember uh, people are writing me and saying, uh, you you said you witnessed a murder back in May of 2020. And uh, yeah, I was taken by that moment and I, uh, I didn't apply my own rules to myself. And so watching that film uh, turned me around. Yes, sir.
1: I would rather put you on the spot but in this case i think i have to defend you uh joe because as we also discussed the body cam footage didn't come out till much much later the only angle we had available to us for a long time was the same angle that everybody saw and when you compare two different shots of the same moment the one we were looking at looked like his knee was definitely on his neck and that's what i saw And that's what you saw, and you said something, I'll paraphrase you, I saw a man get murdered or killed. It was something along those lines. But the other angle that was shot at the same time clearly shows the knee on the shoulder blade.
0: Yes, you in the back. Well, and not
2: to mention, what does, and I'm not indicting this listener in particular. No, I don't
0: need to be defended by you guys. I'm not going to. I said what I said on May 26th. 26th of yeah. Yeah. 2020 and uh But how are we
2: supposed to not basically dissect that story it was in our
0: backyard it was a national story you know, to, to have had a different reaction on may 26 2020 you almost would have needed a medical degree
1: um <laughs> i have <laughs> conservative far-right friends that were just as outraged as anybody else true supporters and lovers of the police that were just as outraged as we were and so
2: to think joe if you had that opinion on May 26, 2020, we might not be here. <laughs> in all seriousness.
0: If you had that opinion on May 26 with what the opinion? national
2: outrage, what of, do you mean?
0: of the well, you I mean if I had come on May 26, 2020 and said there's not a chance in hell that cop murdered that guy, we wouldn't be here. Well, we might be here, but it would have taken a while to You would have been the only person that had that opinion. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure Alex Jones thought it was a you know.
1: um well, did you see uh, did you see he's been reinstated on Twitter? What a relief. What a relief. Wait, don't change the subject though not. Um, again, what was the deal with the Minneapolis police not releasing that footage? They should have released it right away. So we could have seen what happened from the second they landed on the scene there. That's where people say the digging must
0: continue. The 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 uh, uh, people analyzing this believe there's still more to the story.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: yeah, I would I would I'm I'm very glad giving this assignment exclusively to Liz Collin. She seems to have the knowledge, the wherewithal, and the technology at her fingertips to do this stuff. So let her keep going. Maybe she intends to. We've said we'll have her on more frequently. Uh, We'll have her on shortly one of these days and see where it goes. There's there's a good way to follow up. Where do you take this from here? We lost the cougar. We all know that. The uh, the cougar was hit. But a guy, uh, Tom, uh, has a great point. I can't help but comment on the Star Tribune's headline today. This was dated last week. Concerning the cougar recently spotted in Minneapolis. The headline blares, Cougar spotted in Minneapolis killed on I-394 by Hummer. Well, the headline he, the headline is a great example of how organizations like the Star Tribune manipulate the language to elicit an emotional response from their readers. In my opinion, the correct headline should have read, "Cougar Spotted in Minneapolis Killed Crossing I-394. Mm-hmm. Well, of course that should have been the headline. Although I am one who is always curious in stories involving crashes and fatalities, yeah. what kind of vehicle... Right. I didn't really care what kind of vehicle hit a cat,
3: John. do You want to take this one, or do you want <laughs> I, me to? I don't, because I'm just amazed. I, no, I, I I don't. I'm gonna guess. What have I miss,
2: John? Back me up here, but I'm gonna give an odd nudge, nudge. I, I'm gonna guess that the headline writer may have tried <laughs> to include the vehicle type for the innuendo.
1: Read That's it again. Much. Give that one to me well, again. Well, this is, this is a case of no bear meat at the glory hole. We're going to have to explain oh, things to him. Bingo. Cougar yeah.
0: spotted in Minneapolis killed an I-394 by Hummer.
1: Well, the vehicle.
2: Right. Yes. Uh-huh. My first thought. Rookie, will you pull up Urban Dictionary with Hummer? For I don't
0: want to know what that is <laughs> and why are you doing that? that. Let's just stick to the story here.
2: I want to know what kind of vehicle it was. How come that car accident He didn't tell me? No. Oh, right. uh, you are um, the king uh, of that. You know
1: what? I can pretend to be <laughs> left serious left. about this, even <laughs> though I'm not. um So are we to assume, <laughs> great leader and talk show host Joe suchere <laughs> that if a Toyota Prius would have hit the Cougar, it would have just slid right over the top and looked around and did anybody see that? Who did? And then <laughs> continued walking across 394. There, only- I contributed.
0: Tom Mitzel wrote this email, and I really all I merely intended to do was corroborate his inclinations. Well, he's not wrong, but there's the, a funnier the, angle the, to this. The agenda I'm not looking for the comedy hour at this moment. The, the, uh, <laughs> uh, the
3: headline writer was that's too the late. Point.
0: The agenda, uh, though, the template will have uh, news gathering institutions condemning. Uh, large, special, or exotic vehicles. You'll recall a couple of summers ago. Cars. You got the name, (laughs) you got the manufacturer of every kind of car that was speeding on 394. (laughs) Maseratis, Aston Martins, and Ferraris. Well, that was done on purpose to ridicule, A, to ridicule wealth, B, to ridicule the car, B, to ridicule uh, gas mileage. That was the only reason that was that was mentioned was the names of the
3: cars. I would agree completely. With you. But in this case, it had nothing to do with that. I'm sorry.
0: Well, either that or the headline writer thought it would take a Hummer to kill a cougar.
3: <laughs> but boom Yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I got that new guitar upstairs. I'm just going to go play guitar. <laughs> yeah. <see> you guys.
1: <laughs> I've never been... Uh, that's never... That's Not, an issue. I Not won't. an issue. It yeah. took
0: a heavy vehicle to get the cat. Uh-huh. Bop, Thick. Gotcha. boom, gotcha. boom.
1: Thick. That's with two C's and no okay. K. Thick. <laughs> right. I can't go for that. Uh,
0: before I move on to some really important
4: things, let's go. Uh,
0: I got a ruling. Re- no, we got a fortieth birthday request we from do. Cheyenne. Guess how she spells Cheyenne.
1: Oh, oh not oh. with an S. No. Oh, no, not with an S. No. Well,
0: spell. how do you think she spelled Cheyenne? Like the uh,
1: city. She's like the city only S- with an S instead of a C. Uh, C- yeah.
0: S-H-Y-A-N-N. Oh, oh, what? Cheyenne. Cheyenne.
1: Cheyenne. Like
0: Cheyronny? In a, in a last name I can't pronounce. It,
2: well, the last name isn't
1: Foghornable.
0: No, but this year sure it's
1: not right. Hummer, is it?
0: No, nope. <laughs> She wants a shout-out to her husband, Bradley, for his 40th birthday. We don't do that.
4: Well, no, Plus, we can't. don't really do 40th well, well, birthdays anyways. Right. He's Sorry, a major
0: Bradley. fan of GL and plays the episode on repeat every day throughout the house. He turns 40 on December 17th. I'd love for Joe to give him a shout-out. Thanks. She attached a picture. That's Bradley with me at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. But we're not going to tell. Uh, do happy birthdays. No, we don't do that. Cheyenne. Give her the Duluth for that. That's Is there a dash? It's not her fault. (laughs) It (laughs) is her fault.
3: That's funny. Chris, that's funny you asked. That's how I wrote it. S-H-Y dash A-N-N. Yeah.
0: And Brennan's looking for a ruling on the name of their first child, the first child of his wife and himself. They named the child Aria, A-R-I-A, Josephine. I'm, I'm not. I'm not knee jerk uh, reaching for the foghorn. Is it area a name? A R I A. Could somebody spelled, Look yes. it up quickly. Uh, Josephine. Oh there's certainly nothing wrong with Josephine. Right. That's a real name. Uh, and this guy's Brennan from Brewster.
4: Brennan from Brewster.
0: Uh, area. I. I th- isn't there an area Grande? Uh, a singer?
3: Or, uh. Yeah. Well, Ar- uh Ar- 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 an area Ar- 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 actually Ar- Ar- is a an area is a long piece of music. Uh, An aria. A-R-I-A. Aria. but also, it's also solo. here, it's also, uh, yes, a name meaning song or melody in Italian.
4: Aria.
3: So,
0: uh, I, I am yeah. not
4: foghorning. Aria means lioness in I, Greek. Aria. Let's pronounce it. Aria. Aria. Areas, yeah. yeah.
0: you know, where they put the store. Hey, like this area, area over there. here. Yeah.
1: Six one two. That's my area.
2: <laughs> um. Speaking of family and names and all that stuff. Uh, we had a basketball tournament over the weekend, and a gentleman came up to me and said, Hi, this is the mom of the dad of the guy that I said, Stop. He was completely ripping you off and how you introduced Pat uh, Donahue, Donahue right? the other day. Right. Oh. Instead of my grandma. grandma.
4: <laughs> hey, you guys. <laughs> this I, is origin, my dad's mother. <laughs> the origin of Aria is Hebrew. What you say, area Aria is a variant. Can't we say Aria? Aria. 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 Yes, it is. Uh, see also the related Do you like category. To talk like that when Hebrew. you're talking about our friends. Yes, during the festival of lights.
0: <laughs> you know, I take a lot of pictures of cars when I'm on the road. Huh? Uh, like if I'm in the parking lot of a very upscale area, yeah. Especially in South Florida. Well, obviously, I saw McLarens, I saw, Maseratis, Ferraris, Bentleys are a dime a dozen. Did I ever tell you the time I took a picture of a guy's car in? Uh, What's the? There's a real nice street in uh, Palm Beach. The main rich people. That'd be Main Street.
1: Yeah, that's Main Street. First, whatever.
0: (laughs) I see a Rolls Royce turn the corner. (laughs) I see a Rolls Royce turn the corner. I not only took a picture of it. I stepped. I was. This is years ago. That was this trip. I stepped into the street and held my phone up and started taking pictures. (laughs) The guy parks. He gets out. It's Joey Goomba. It's somebody from The Sopranos. Oh boy! It's somebody that I Worth thought, Avenue. I, Worth Avenue. I thought, oh my god! And he's coming towards me, and he's looking at me. He probably thinks that guy's FBI, and he's taking a picture of me. He's taking a picture of my car. Not very
1: subtle. It
0: wasn't subtle. And he. And then the the dame gets out of the car. You know, twelve inch yeah. heels and. Yeah. Uh, Tall hairdo. The hair isn't her color, and the whole yeah, deal. Yeah, and yeah. and I finally just said, I, I just I'm from Minnesota. We don't see these. I I love your car. <laughs> I love your car, sir. Was the worst case
1: scenario, right <laughs> away, such an embarrassment.
0: And so I turned and walked away, and, and, and didn't hear a click of a trigger or anything. Yeah. So I
2: got out. Well, that's good. I was sorry. Hey, right. Paulie. Hey. Was that the same trip where you pulled up next to a car and you said, "What year is it?" No, it was a different trip. <laughs> What year, what year
0: is it? it? And the guy looked at me and he said, well, it's 2018. It's <laughs> I said, no, what year is the car? <laughs> oh, <loved>, <laughs> kind of gives you the
2: glance, like, look at this goober. Uh, well, it's 2018, pops. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh I, I meant know. what year is your car? Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> what year is it? Well, I don't As if you had been dropped from a spacecraft. That's <laughs> hey, right.
0: Uh, just you're right next to it.
2: He
1: said back from what the year future. Is it? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Frozen caveman. I'm, I'm a little confused. <laughs>
1: I've, I've just in, been thawed.
0: Uh, <laughs> I was going to see oh. the kids I used to have, and it was a car. Oh, that's street, right. You were in Chicago, to mine, and I, I thought it's
1: uh, idiocracy, is what it is. Uh, Damn. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So Bill Miller's going to do my Precision Garage Door ad today. Okay. Uh, I don't mind at all when GLers weigh in on our wonderful clients. Yeah. Hail the Flashlight King and the mighty Grain Cart Driver, because he's going to get a two-for-one here. Oh, you wow. oh hey, hey, fantastic. He Pearl. said, I know how excited Pearl. you both yep. get when you get an email that writes your ad for your valued GL sponsors. Yep. As the fall was approaching, I started to hear the usual grunts and squeaks from our 25-year-old garage door. But just as I was about to check it out on a nice Sunday afternoon, tragedy struck and the cable snapped. Of course, I called Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in Western Wisconsin, and they had multiple options for a tech to come right out. I scheduled a late afternoon, 4 p.m. appointment on Monday. The experience started out great, and every step was outstanding. The tech, Jonathan, called me a few hours before my appointment, gave the exact time he would arrive. He showed up on time, and he was in a fantastic, helpful mood. Together, we surveyed the door, and Jonathan came into the house with a very thorough repair plan and an assessment on the door and other options for the future, along with a price that was very reasonable. He then went to work, and I asked if I wanted a watch as a GLer, of course. I might learn something, and boy, did I ever. He fixed the cable, tuned the door, and when I tested it, I was amazed. The door never operated that quietly, even when it was new. Jonathan said the best preventive maintenance he could perform going forward was to twice a year make sure all the hinges, rollers, tracks, and pulleys get a good shot of seafoam deep creep. Ah. But ink, bang, Mm -hmm. boom, done. The entire interaction and repair took less than an hour, and I would recommend them to anyone needing garage door repair and replacement. Bill Wilson in Marina and the St. Croix. That's Bill, Twin Bill C- Miller. I'm sorry, Bill Miller. Yeah, Billy Miller's yeah. a
4: good guy. That's
0: PrecisionDoorMN.com yeah. or Precision Door at 612-263-6985.
1: Yes, Kenny. And that's seafoam available at your nearby <laughs> automotive <laughs> chemical counter. Uh, a wonderful product in a world of bad gas and crappy old rusted junky garage doors. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware
4: stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Souchere. I would say the nuts and bolts of life include making sure that when you have guests over, your um, air ducts are clean, your carpets are clean, and... I want them professionally done by Zero Res. I have used Zero Res in the past and I love their work. They stand behind it. If you need that carpet cleaned up, don't wait until December 23rd, my birthday, the day before Christmas Eve, to get that done. Call them today. I'm going to give you a telephone number, but I want to give you a little history about Zero Res. They have a 4.9 rating on Google. That's nice. Over 17,000 reviews, so you know what you're going to get. And the Zero Res Gotta Love It Guarantee makes it easy to get what you pay for. Zero Res stands behind every cleaning. What was the deal? Oh, yeah. Call Zero Res today for the GL Special, the Rookie GL Special, 3 rooms Zero Resified. Starts at just $129. And don't forget, your air ducts this month takes $75 off when you get your air ducts Zero Res clean. 952-Zero-Res, Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, or go online to Minnesota.com and tell them you want the Rookie and the Garage Logic Special you got to say it to get it. Zero res. Spell it forward or backward. It's spelled the same.
0: We learned late last week that the presidents of Harvard, MIT, and Penn, the University of Pennsylvania testified, well, not testify, were, were asked by a congressional hearing committee what in God's name they meant by uh, not condemning the vile vile hatred on campus expressed towards Jewish people. And it was an eye-opener. I, I hope the whole country had its eyes opened. People uh, uh, should be aware that this was the ultimate proof uh, and, and corroboration of the failed academy. And we've there's one down now. Liz McGill is gone. She was uh the president of Penn <laughs> and her superiors, which would be what, the regents, I would imagine. She should
2: have been fired just for the you know, the backtracking she attempted. Well that to do.
0: and the smirking was oh. just uh so far Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, to, as of this moment I don't have any breaking news, as of this moment she remains President and MIT President Sally Cornbluth remains a president, but these women all uh, came up under under questioning from from Congress. Uh, they said, "Well, uh, calling for genocide against the Jews would not violate our school policies based on context." Well, there isn't any context. There is no context. So what that tells me is, and I I read this with studied this greatly. These these foul foul people, and we've we're ahead of the game on this failed academy. Mm-hmm. And here they came, and a lot of people in the country are are zeroing in on. The failure of the elites, the failure of the Ivy League schools, this is this is really showing us the scandal of their mediocrity. And and it's every school, people. They're all let's say there's a thousand colleges and there's obviously many more. Well, nine hundred ninety five of them are failed. It's very, the, the, the ones that operate with moral clarity and, and ethical behavior are few and far between. These people are gone. They've, they have jumped the shark. These three women were, are so trapped, they're so ensnared by the diversity, equity, and inclusion movement that they no longer even know how to speak. Because the fear would be that they would, they would upset somebody. Right. Yes? Case in, oops, sorry. Case in point. Yeah. So the answer
2: is yes, that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct. Correct.
1: Again, it depends on the context.
2: It does not depend on the context. The answer any- is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board.
0: That was a New York legislator. Give me your name. Stefanik. It's Stefanik. And mm. this Claudine Gay, you're in over your head, lady. Just, well. But Shannon's. isn't that what you get when you
2: decide to put a person in charge that's the first of whatever? Now the question
0: is, and uh, greater minds than me are at work on this, why are they incapable of speaking the truth Why are they incapable Of speaking with clarity Why are they incapable Of having a moral backbone And the answer I can come up with Is again They're so invested In the What they believe to be The unfairness of the founding Of this country mm. Even though they're all making a million dollars a year And have 15 people working for them And have luxurious offices They're all frauds they're all hypocritical frauds, but they have allowed themselves to become invested in the idea that this is a lousy country. And in order to make it less lousy, they, they pander to students who they believe are marginalized. So that would be Palestinians, for example, because look at the way they're treated they think they're treated by the Jews, even mm-hmm. though Palestinians work in Israel, women work in Israel. Uh, uh, if that's an occupation, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good one. If you're going to be occupied, you might want to be occupied by. I'd rather be occupied by Israel than say Russia. But okay. I'm not. I'm going. I'm getting off my track because we're not here to talk about occupation because I I don't see it that way. We're here to to say that these chickens have come home to roost these they have been caught in their own duplicity they have been caught by their inabil they have been caught having thrown their moral clarity away in favor of diversity equity and inclusion because there's much of diversity equity and inclusion that is not moral that can have no moral clarity. For example, you can't have equity and freedom. I would submit to you that's a that's a uh, that's an absence of moral clarity to so casually throw freedom away in the interests of equity. You're throwing freedom away for God's sakes. Uh, and uh, diversity. We've been we've been talking about diversity for fifteen years. Diversity is a fact. But it's, made, it's been made part of an academic theology. And here come these three. They're idiots, quite right, literally. Right. I, I'm sorry to say quite they literally. Thought
4: they, had, they thought they had it.
0: <clears throat> they they, they looked down on getting questioned. They were smirking. It was though they were saying, "You just you really so don't stupid. understand yeah. the way we operate. You don't yeah. understand mm-hmm. what we're up to. We do understand what you're up to. You think the genocide of Jews... Has to be taken in context. There is no context. Genocide means death. You morons. Now... Will something come of this? Will there be will there be enough pushback and enough blowback that the academies begin to not be failed anymore?
2: Well, that's where I was going to go because There's, basically yeah. the only reason uh, the gal from Penn I forget her name
0: the gal from Penn is Liz McGill. McGill.
2: The only reason that she was well dismissed. Is because of big budget donors. Yeah, that's where the pushback is coming from. And, and if, if and well, apparently that's where it's going to happen. And that's from. what I'm saying. If that, if that hadn't happened, there would be no stink, right? Mm-hmm. You guys. I mean, do you guys have agree we, with me?
1: Have we seen? I think we have, but I can't recall. Have we seen any instances where a university president has come out and said, "You know what? Um, I'm I have to part ways with what these kids are saying and what these other." Um, professors are saying you know what i mean yeah and they're denouncing yeah. um, their leftist views. i'm
0: sure that has happened in the country but so it's the not ones making headlines
1: right. the ones that are promoting are are okay with the genocide of jews are they do they truly believe that in their heart or do they have to be true to their past actions and comments and in order to stay true to who they've what they've presented themselves as they have to say that you know what i mean you're, are are, you're, are they being the, disingenuous
0: yes the second part of your statement is is correct they they're not going to go kill a jew but they they consider their consider their life uh, if you think the third rail is isolated these people are entirely isolated and insulated from reality they are surrounded by of uh, faculties who wish to appease them, so they're going to act the same mm-hmm. way. They they even don't know how to speak. If you'll note, if you listen to the whole hearing, I don't know which woman was the first to speak. Who did Steph- uh, Stefanic grill first? Let's say it was McGill. It okay. might have been McGill. And McGill used the word context. Well, then a light bulb went off the in the heads of gay and Cornbluth, uh, because they both then used context. Yep. Because well, oh, that must be the word we could maybe get away with if we put this in context. It's we'll, so vague. We'll try not to bother Abdul, who's taking chemistry at our school, and that we'll try to get out of this. We'll use the word context. That'll throw him because it makes us sound like we're really bright and really deep. No, there is no context. Mm-hmm. There is there that that word doesn't even belong in the sentence. Right. Yeah. And I just hope it has major league repercussions. If you're if you're uh, the the parent of a child <clears throat> uh, and you have the money and you're paying attention to life in America and uh, uh, and your child has expressed a wish to attend either Penn, MIT or Harvard I got to think you have to be having heart-to-heart talks with your kid about, do we really want to go there? Do you really want to give these people 75 grand a year? For what purpose? These people have lost sight of... They're, they're, they're as much third rail as the political
1: class. Well, does a Harvard law degree still mean what it used to? I'm sure I mean, wasn't I'm, it that was the does. pinnacle? That was the pinnacle, wasn't it? it at some does. point. Yeah. So let me ask you: Do you think the <laughs> hatred of America from these failed universities? Do you think it comes from a pure and organic place within their hearts, or do you think there's some other evil at work there driving this agenda? Because it just seems so. As nine to hate the country that's given you so much. I mean, like for instance, you look back on the Native Americans experience in this country and it's it's, to say the least, it's a bummer man mm-hmm. a- and it's hard not to side with them, but at the same time you go, you know, pretty good country. things have changed. We're mm-hmm. getting better, et cetera, et cetera. So the question is is this hatred coming from a pure spot or am I do I have the conspiracy boots pulled up
0: I don't think the hatred comes from I don't think the hatred is intrinsic I think the hatred
1: has become the agenda of their industry hmm. and why do they have that agenda how can those industries possibly succeed
0: that agenda, they believe has them chastising Christian America for lack of a better way, uh, for an unfairness throughout what they see an unfairness throughout the history of the country. And well. there they are the ones self-appointed, who believe they can remedy that, only to find out that to immerse themselves in the agenda of their industry, they have lost all their of their humankind. They have lost their humanness. They right. have lost their ethics, their morality, their faith. They've lost it all. And, and to stay in the industry and to make a million bucks a year and be a very important president of Harvard, or hell, five million a year at Harvard, what do I know? to uh, And I'm a black woman who has risen to this position, uh, Claudine Gay, at Harvard. Uh, yes, I'm going to subscribe to the elements of this industry that I'm in now. I'm a CEO in this industry, and this is what we do. And so along comes... Uh, Some kids that she thinks are marginalized, she can't, she has no tools left. She's given away all her tools. She has no tools left to condemn those kids and read them the riot act. She has no tools left. Because the industry supersedes her own humanity. That's my take on it. And I didn't know I would be this good. Today. Yeah, I didn't know either. <laughs>
3: John, help me weigh in. I do have uh, a couple things I would like to mention. Uh, Kenny, you were asking about presidents. Apparently, there were a group of presidents who put out a uh, statement in October. Ah, uh, basically, right. In I remember favor that of Israel, uh, including uh, University of Notre Dame, State University of New yeah. York, yep. uh, Baylor University, United Negro College Fund, Dillard yeah. University, yep. uh, all of, and, and a bunch more that that put out a statement in in favor of of Israel. And then the other thing I wanted to note was uh, at Harvard, uh, and this the, gives me as much pause as as uh, Ms. Gay does. Uh, Six hundred of the faculty released a statement over the weekend. Backing her up and supporting her—that's uh, about a quarter of their faculty.
0: Wow. Uh, well, which that, again, that's just it might be as simple as them knowing where their bread's buttered and betting that she's not going to get fired
1: or leave. It, it really is a gamble, isn't it? Yeah. Because where's the other three quarter, the you know the majority? How come they're not making noise? Because they're probably scared for their jobs. It's which a a is a failed ridiculous... academy, folks. Yeah. and I
0: really <laughs> would think long and hard. About uh, your beloved child being thrown into that BS.
2: That's exactly why, you know. I've told my kids, "Hey, we don't need to strive for that kind of greatness. Let's, <laughs> let's keep yeah. our focus." Dial her back a little bit. Location. Location. your, your standard, kids don't yeah. work that hard. Yeah, let's let's you don't just have to keep Red right? about a C plus B minus under the radar. Yep.
0: Well, let's see if we can't if we can't marry this topic to that topic. The chair of the Minneapolis DFL, the chair of the, the party, yeah. wants to reconsider any winter-themed activities they have planned for students this month uh, because it could be misconstrued as a Christmas activity. <laughs> Okay. So, so first of all, yep. first of all, let's just start with the basics. This should erase any doubt in your mind that the DFL and the teachers union are one and the same, right? Are you got? Here's right. a here's the head of the DFL party telling teachers, God, don't make hey, snowflakes. He's up anything. on that. Jeez, you know, that could be construed as Christmas. Is that a sled? Get that out of here. That sled out of there. Can I get a haram Oh my god. Teachers, you know that winter-themed activity you have planned? Would you do it in February? No. Then it's Christmas, not winter, and you should reconsider. Brianna Lee wrote on X, formerly known as Twitter, and good old Alpha News came up with this. I don't think you saw this in the Star Tribune or the Pioneer Press. One person disagreed with Lee's post, saying he remembers making ornaments every year in elementary school. Okay, great. According to Lee, making (laughs) ornaments could put students in an uncomfortable position. She went on to say that if people want their children to participate in religious stuff at school, there are schools for that. Well, I have news for you, Brianna Lee, you foul person. What in the hell is religious about an ornament? But see, her point would be, well, it's affiliated with Christmas. Or the snowflake.
2: You know, the kid cuts the, you know, you fold the paper in half, and then you make the, is it symmetry? whatever.
0: If you went to a, and I am going to circle back to the (laughs) Ivy League presidents. Watch, see if I can pull it off. If you went to a Christian school, that's cool, but not everyone is Christian in public schools, so it's not okay to put kids in an uncomfortable position. It's long been known that doing Christmas stuff makes non-Christian kids uncomfortable. Uh, We don't know that, do we? Uh, Because they are forced to participate. I went to a Catholic school. If you want your kid to do religious stuff at school, there are schools for that. Public means non-denominational. The executive director of the Minnesota House GOP, Andrew Wagner, also responded to Lee's post. No one has ever taken offense to a winter activity or a holiday activity for that matter. They're projecting misery onto kids who just want to cut out snowflakes. Let me stop right there. Then Brianna Lee, well, she's not a a teacher, is she? Uh, She's a DFL party uh, factotum. Th- those those teachers that subscribe to this, they shouldn't get two weeks off then. Yeah, work then. Why, why in the hell are you taking <laughs> right. two weeks work off? during the
2: holiday. We'll see you on Monday. Flip Wilson.
0: <laughs> Lee was criticized earlier this year for a social media post that celebrated the death of President Ronald Reagan. He single-handedly destroyed the middle class and gave corporations the ability to buy our elections. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know that. Lee wrote in a deleted post... Bleep that guy! Only she used the F word. Got it? Yeah, she's not a classy woman.
1: Uh, Sounds uh, like it. She's she is uh, She's not smart either. No, uh, she is. Uh, I can't believe she's the chair of the Minneapolis DFL. I she can't. is not a smart human being. Doesn't
2: that tell you everything you need to oh know? Oh my
1: God!
0: Let's see if I can come back to Claudine Gay uh, and Liz uh, McGill. Circle back. Let me see if I can circle back. <laughs> it's okay to diminish anything white and christian because that smacks too much of putting the country together in the first place so it's okay it's they don't understand their own irony and their own hypocrisy they want inclusion except for the kids who would like to decorate snowflakes for Christmas mm. wouldn't that, wouldn't wouldn't inclusivity include those kids? You'd say. And, and if Abdul or uh, you know Jesus, well, Jesus would probably be Catholic. Right. Never mind. If Abdul and and somebody else, Wong Lee, uh, find that uh, disconcerting, well, then they don't have to make the snowflakes. Right. They can read their book or do whatever. Well, why, are you, why are you dismissing only Christian children, be they black, white, red, blue, or red, or whatever? Mm-hmm. Why are you dismissing only them? Because you are once again in the
2: position of being offended on the behalf of somebody else.
0: And it's the same thing the elites, the so-called elites, did at, at, the, at the Ivy League schools. They're making a terrible presumption that uh, or, uh no they're making a terrible assumption that they must act on behalf of of kids feeling uncomfortable and they've and they're so destroyed by their ideology mm. that they believe it could make a Palestinian kid uncomfortable to see a sign uh in favor of Israel right
2: context got
0: context. Jesus it, it's just
1: are you uncomfortable?
0: Yeah, make a nice living. Yes. You could add,
1: you mentioned whites and Christians. You could add conservatives or Republicans of any color or nationality. They hate them equally, as um, evidenced by this Brianna Rosalie's Twitter account. I wouldn't read it. It's just so filled with ignorance, it's you hard know, you to get it's through filled it.
0: filled with anger
1: um this is um a reaction to a tweet that mentions the amount of democrats and republicans that are uh, that are professors faculty members and her her reaction here's um and it's I'll just read it i can't believe it i'm shocked there there are any theater professors who aren't liberal if i had any while i was a theater major i would have switched out of the class Conservatives don't get to love theater and hate the gays that make it thrive. It's just this Well, she's a walking cliché. Yeah, making this huge, ignorant assumption that conservatives don't know anything about theater and art and hate gay people. What the hell?
0: Headline in today's Star Tribune, front page. Amid campus anti-Semitism... The right seizes the moment, and this is a New York Times piece. Yeah, and it's pathetic. It's yeah. it's it's making the genocide of Jews merely a, a difference of of thinking between the right and left in this mm. country. Not to that extent, but it's it's vaguely along those lines. And it's uh, these dumb these dumb Republicans find it distasteful uh, that that the the. Uh, uh, kids are pro Hamas. They find that distasteful. They uh,
1: uh, welcome back. Interesting piece in the Powerline blog. Uh, they're referencing a Wall Street Journal poll, and the headline in the Powerline blog is "Morality now a partisan issue." Who would have ever thunk that just simple morality is a left and, versus and, right thing? And
0: it's 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 more than that, isn't it?
1: It shouldn't be either. Morality should be straight across the board. The most nonpartisan thing you ever encounter, ever. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Do good. Don't do crimes. Don't be bad. Don't kill people. Genocide is evil. Why Spen- is that a left or right issue? Spending time with the likes of those school presidents would,
0: would, to me, it would feel creepy. They're creeps. They're they're. They've surrendered too much of their humanity to partake in their industry. Now, John, who, who trains service dogs, among his other callings, mm-hmm. he's doing my Grunhoffers ad. Oh, he's the salsa, John. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff. I, like you, have never been a big meat raffle guy. Who wants to bring meat home from a bar? A month ago, the wife and I stopped at the VFW in Hugo on a Friday (laughs) night to get a bite to eat, and a meat raffle was just starting. Lots of meat for the raffle was spread out on display on a pool table. I happened to walk by the table before the raffle started and noticed all the meat for the raffle was from the Meat Emporium Grundhoffers. I headed back to our table and told the wife, we're in. We spent the next hour and a half buying raffle tickets and hoping the wheel would land on our numbers. It did many times. We left the establishment that evening with two meatloaves, three pounds of bacon, a package of steaks, and a small roast. My question to you, Mayor, is it okay to participate in a meat raffle if the prize is meat from the one and only Grunhoffers? Well, the answer is yes, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. Of course. I don't think we would have uh, participated if I hadn't noticed that the loot was from Spencer. We have gone back several times since that first night, but want to know if this activity is GL approved. Yes, it hell is. Yes. I would even say hell yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats is just north of Hugo on Highway 61, and there's a... Second store in Forest Lake, just east of 35 on on 97, and a uh, 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 a White Bear Lake area store opening uh, right around Christmas. Uh, if you want to order ahead for your Christmas ham, I would. I think that's a good idea because these hams are the they're the best. Don't wait; they're the best. Call the uh, Hugo Grunhoffers at six five one. 426-2800. And also remember, you can call that same number and have them put meals together for you. You got a big football weekend coming up. They put all that together for you. Uh, they'll even, they'll even uh, they're will even they looking for a new broad idea to celebrate the opening of the White Bear Lake hmm. store. So put your thinking cap on and uh, get into that. You can find out more about Grunhoffers, too, on their Facebook page or instagram feed it's grunhofer's old-fashioned meats you know we'll make it the official meat of the meat raffle yeah guys like you
4: it's okay it works
1: it's the end of the world as we know it and he feels fine joe suchere (laughs) Deep Creep to the rescue. I want to talk about Deep Creep just a little more. Whatever it is, it could be anything. It got put away wet and dirty years ago. It hasn't been touched until you took possession of it or you found it. And uh, Seafoam Deep Creep got it working again just like brand new. We have to know that Seafoam Deep Creep solves so many issues so far and wide that GLers need a can. I almost said literally. I'm not going to say that. We... Definitely need a can everywhere. Just Right away, just put one in the gun cabinet. It'll last for years and years and years there because you only use a little, just a little bit. Um Keep one in the shop, right? Two, three cans in the shop. Just for the fun of it, put one in your vehicle in case you encounter something down the road. The next time you're in the fine automotive chemical aisle, pick up a couple, two, three cans of Deep Creep Spread them around the estate. Keep them everywhere. I promise you, you're going to need it. It's a local company with a global reach and a true miracle chemical seafoam deep creep.
0: Per Bill Stein's recommendation, on the plane today, I watched a Christmas story, Christmas. Oh, mm-hmm. It oh yeah. does a good job of reprising the characters. All of them, oh. well, Flick is, Fleck has is grown now, and... Uh, the neighbor, the Butkuses or whatever, Bumpus. the Bumpuses, Bumpus. and uh, Scott Farkas is now a cop in that town. Oh, and, really? And uh,
4: it does it does a good job of bringing that back. Yeah, I've, I was pleasantly surprised watching that because oh, you had, did see it. I, yeah, I saw it last year, or the year before. So I
0: all one. of the original characters, pretty many, several uh, of them. Yes, well, wow. Ralph Parker is Ralph Bil- is
4: Peter Billingsley. Peter
0: Billingsley who played Ralphie, right? Okay, and now he's an adult. That's come home for Christmas because Dad has died. So it has the sad tone to McG- Not really. Darren McGavin has passed on. I think the mother is the mother in
4: Christmas Story, the original. I'm trying to remember. Um... Well, it's Did not she important. do a centerfold?
1: No,
2: she was the uh, girlfriend in a different movie, Kenny. That's what you're thinking of.
1: Okay.
0: Here's John yeah. Hyde in his newsroom. That got sorted quickly, didn't it? Uh, this this update. brought you to you take a Christmas story <laughs> and turn it into some? She was the girlfriend in some uh, movie. I'll,
1: I'll spin it around Satterfold. for you. We would all leave our family on Christmas morning there for go. her. There you go.
0: Not the way. Not the woman I saw in this movie. You wouldn't. The wow. shelf life was running out there. That <laughs> shelf, wait, sell by date was shelf with
1: shelf life. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> wow! You are so misogynist. I am. Oh. I am. This uh, this news,
3: uh, North oh. American Banking Company, proud to bring you this newscast.
2: Sorry about that,
3: Mike. Busy weekend for law enforcement because of the snow on Saturday. State Patrol released crash numbers that say there were 238 crashes from 9 in the morning Saturday to 9 in the morning Sunday. A total of 30 resulted in injury, one of them considered serious or fatal. The crashes included 106 spinouts and two jackknife semis. Uh, We still have some snow on the ground, but with temps in the upper 30s today, upper 40s by Thursday, everything expected to melt by the end of the week.
0: May I interrupt you, John?
3: Use me. Use, Use, me. Me. <laughs> Use me? Use me.
0: I me. Uh, I did read of the uh, fellow in Loring
4: Park in the grocery store.
0: Oh.
3: Yeah, I have that, actually.
0: Okay, then I'll keep quiet till you get
4: there. Then I have some. Okay. Yeah. Melinda uh, Dillon played the yeah, mother. Yeah, Melinda Dillon. And then Julie Haggerty played it in the, the second movie. Because Melinda Dillon, she they... passed
2: away in January. Who did? Melinda Dillon, the she original the one mother.
4: that was a porn star? No,
2: she was just Jesus. she had a different role in a different movie and All so right. there was a side by side and said can you believe she was this I and see. she was also uh Peter's
3: mom. I see. You got you guys know who Julie Hagerty is, right?
4: Yeah, she's Why
0: the, Airplane.
4: She's she Airplane. She, she airplane. Oh, she was the stewardess.
3: Right. Or, uh, right. Airplane. The kind the of love interest, one, right? This one? Yes, the love interest of uh, Strike. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Sure, I knew I seen her.
0: Yeah,
3: I seen her there. I knew I, I seen her,
0: seen her someplace. <laughs> no, she was the girlfriend uh, in Slap Shot. Julie Haggerty or Julie Melinda Haley? Dillon? Melinda
1: Dillon. Is that the okay. movie you're talking That's about? That's those image. Candy Wait Scott a minute—the his... young, heavy drinking girlfriend with the big, big Saint Bernard dog. Uh, no, I, no. The, or Paul Newman's, Paul girlfriend? Newman's girlfriend. Oh, okay. Wow. Right. Welcome to Cinema World, ladies and gentlemen. You know friends. what I did? Full circle. Circle and, uh,
3: back. Conservatives back shouldn't
1: talk now. about theater and acting. No.
3: That's right. You conservatives, what do you know yeah, about that uh, yeah. part? Well, this poor God's
0: guy say. that got the four iron through him or whatever club right, it was.
3: Well, I'm going to go right to that story. Yeah, so do so. that, Jay. He was an actor, wasn't he? He, he was. was a dancer answer, yep. Entire neighborhood in Minneapolis' Loring Park area this weekend grieving longtime cashier Robert Scafty of Oak Grove Grocery after his gruesome death. Uh, police on Friday arrested 44-year-old Taylor Schultz for allegedly beating and stabbing Staff key to death with a golf club before barricading himself in the apartment building across the street for six hours. The love for Scafty could only begin to be quantified in the mementos that made up a growing memorial near the steps of the store. Uh, beyond the community store, Scafty was a pillar of his neighborhood and community as described by one of his closest friends Stephanie Gray. He was also a noted dancer in the Twin Cities. Gray says the pair danced in productions together dating back to 1993. She said scafty had numerous memorable roles. Jose Herrera is the board chair of the Stevens Square Community Organization where he said scafty was a regular volunteer. Over the years, Scafty started community gardens and the Stevens Square Farmers Market. Herrera said it's lit Literally impossible to quantify all the things he's done for our neighborhood. Skafty was 66 years old. Okay, here's my question.
0: Did this foul creature who should not have been in public, he should have been confined somewhere, mm-hmm. did he walk into the store carrying a golf club? Or do you think Scafty kept his clubs in the store? Maybe he's a golfer.
2: Well, they had a previous altercation. I would guess he brought the club
3: with him, wouldn't you guys?
0: Yeah. Where did thought, it occur? In the store. In the store. In the,
3: store. Oh, in the okay. middle
0: of the afternoon.
3: Yeah, he was working. Scafty was working okay. at the All store. Right. I believe I read in one of the stories the fella brought the club in with That's him. That's what I thought I read.
0: And he too. must have banged it against a shelf or something because the club head was, was on the floor, so <clears> he <throat> turned the yep. damn club into a spear.
1: Yeah, And um, does he have, do we know anything about him? Does he have a a history, a criminal history?
0: uh, Yes, some mental issues also. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But once again, as Joe said, this is a guy.
0: That's pretty much, that's pretty unstable walking around with a golf club and then using it to kill some guy.
2: Yeah, but it's it's another example of this guy shouldn't have been roaming amongst us. Well,
0: Mary's got him now. He might get a little slap on the wrist. Sure. Yeah.
3: A man who was found guilty of murder will now be set free after a judge today overturned his conviction. On Monday, members of the Great Northern Innocence Project announced that Marvin Haynes, who was convicted of killing 55-year-old Randy Shear, has been exonerated after spending about 20 years in the Stillwater Prison. He had been sentenced to life in prison in 2005. Haynes, who turned 36 last week, was 16 years old at the time he was charged. In initial police interviews with Haynes, detectives falsely asserted that they found fingerprints, DNA, and surveillance footage that linked him to the crime. Haynes said he wasn't there the day of the crime, saying he was home until at least three that afternoon. No physical evidence tied Haynes to the crime, and he didn't match the physical uh, physical description that witnesses provided to investigators. Several people who testified at his 2005 trial have since signed affidavits recanting their statements. The victim, Sherer, and his wife were working at Jerry's flower shop May 16, 2004, when he a young man walked in, saying he wanted flowers for his mother's birthday. Instead, he pulled out a revolver and demanded money and the security tapes. Shearer emerged from the back, saying there was no money to take. His sister, Cynthia McDermott, fled as two shots rang out. McDermott described the shooter to police as 19 to 22 years old with close-cropped hair. She looked at a photo lineup that did not include Haynes and said she was 75 to 80 percent certain that one man pictured was the shooter. But that man had an alibi. During the 2005 trial, prosecutors relied on testimony from several minors who claimed to have heard Haynes bragging about the killing, including Haynes' cousin Isaiah Harper, who was 14 at the time. Harper has since signed an affidavit recanting, saying officers threatened to send him to prison if he didn't help corroborate their theories about the case. Harper, now 34, said he was afraid he is now incarcerated for aiding and abetting second-degree murder in an unrelated case uh, this morning. Haynes was released from prison.
0: Do you all uh, remember what we were saying about four years ago? No. Uh, The more we hear of what's happening in this country, the more we hear about these barely competent college presidents, the more we hear about county attorneys like Mary Moriality, uh, the more more we drift leftward. You know what we're going to start saying again? That's why Trump got elected, yeah, and that's why Trump got elected. Kids in school don't you dare make a snowflake, and that's why Trump got elected yeah it's hard to argue, I know I know
2: yeah, the next I think you know eleven months ought to be nice and calm, you know <laughs> wow,
3: we, we, uh, from sea to shining sea, yeah, murder America. place. Replacing copper wires stolen from light poles in Minneapolis has cost that city 200 grand this year. <laughs> and Data that's on <laughs> truck,
2: <they left> <laughs> Almost on cue, Thanks, John.
3: <laughs> Data on the city's website shows more than 300 reports of streetlight outages <clears throat> that are currently open. Crazy and homeowners wants to
2: shoot looters.
3: <laughs> and oh, homeowners. Along West River Parkway, insists the problem is even bigger. Exposed wires at the base of several poles along the parkway are the sign that they were hit by copper thieves. Oh. A problem so pervasive in the Twin Cities that, uh, well, St. Paul recently allocated an extra half a million dollars in that city's 2024 budget. We to need the same a stolen problem. copper budget yep. in our city. We got one. <laughs> St. Paul Public Works crews are trying a variety of strategies, including placing metal bands around the poles, installing silent alarms that can alert police, and using materials that are less
1: valuable for thieves. Um, here's my idea. It could save everybody a lot of money. There's, it's access panels down there at the base, right? Yep. And they open those up. Well, you guys, do any of you have fancy rims? Because fancy rims come with a key you know what I'm talking yep. about? You I do not this. have. Are you yep. talking wheels and st- or yep. rims to me or trim ring? You're talking oh, wheels. for God's sakes. Come on, Captain Buzzkill. Keep up. Okay. And they come the with sword. these, they come with keys that you keep in your glove box. Yes. So when you need to remove your, your wheel or your rim, you <laughs> insert that into the bolt and then you put your four way or your wrench or whatever it is on that. Why not? have these fancy locking um, bolts like that on these access panels.
0: I'm, I'm for that. It was an important plot part in a Michael Conley novel, one of the Harry Bosch novels, where the bad guys were pulling off their crimes after first disabling local streetlights by getting that ac- access yeah, panel. Yeah, okay. because the streetlights were talking to each other. No. <laughs> what? He's having fun with me. I, oh. he's his not, book idea know,
4: was the trees were talking to each other. I still think it's a good idea. I'm
3: going to go back to before the show that uh, some people haven't heard. We were talking about the new Reacher series. Go watch the Harry Bosch series. Those are excellent. Everyone
1: Where do you find on. that, John?
3: They're on Amazon. The new one's oh. on freebie, but the original was on Amazon. Oh, really? So, yeah, and there's, oh. I don't know, I think we're up to six
1: or seven seasons. Are, are, are,
0: so. Is the Reacher series, are they each independent shows, or are they all connected? In other words, uh, in the it, first it,
1: season it, it's, Yeah, it's all connected There's like 10 to 12 episodes oh, I, But they're just,
0: all telling it, one story Yeah, it's a storyline yeah. there's yeah. more than one story, so but at it's the a end story of episode line. one, you haven't
4: concluded anything. Oh
2: in. no, no. Oh, okay, no. okay. Yeah. But you do need to starter. watch them in order. Is that your question? I guess that is my question. Okay.
4: <laughs> what kind of cars do they have in that series? <laughs> Reacher's not a car.
3: Guy. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we take a break here and see what our friend the rookie has to tell us?
4: Well, I'll tell you that it's December 11th, and we're just a couple of weeks away from Christmas. Take care of your holiday shopping with the gift that your family is not only going to love this year, but for years to come. And you can do it in a matter of a couple of clicks with a gift card at mysoundstory.com. What is Sound Story? A professionally produced hour long conversation in which you are one of your loved ones interviewed by somebody like me. It's a conversation that includes experiences from their childhood. Maybe it's school, first date, first movie, first kiss. With Sound Story, you are your loved one's voices and the stories are saved for your family forever. You and your siblings can go in on a gift certificate for your parents and get them a sound story at mysoundstory.com. For a limited time, enter the promo code FLASHLIGHT. You get 10% off that sound story gift certificate. It would be really cool to listen to that for generations to come. It's a gift you'll never regret giving, but it's a gift that everyone in your family will love. MySoundStory.com, promo code FLASHLIGHT to get this holiday special of 10% off a gift certificate for soundstory. That's promo code FLASHLIGHT at MySoundStory.com.
2: Not a garage logic town council member. Here's what you're missing. First of all, when we got done with Monday Night Sports Talk, about twenty minutes later, he's always gotta call me to, to recap something that I may have <laughs> missed, right? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so he calls me, he said, Do you believe this dumb over here, I said, what? He's never been
0: to a meat
2: raffle. How is that even possible? We broke down meat raffles on
0: Monday nights. I Joe has you. never Joe's never been to a meat raffle. And Joe's- Royce felt that it was important to tweet that. Yes. I saw that. He That's tweeted funny. that I've never been to a meat raffle. Rookie, have you ever brought
1: home meat from a meat raffle? Oh, you're yeah, talking several, to the king.
4: Several times. You might be the second
2: in line, because I, I bet Kenny probably is the king of the meat raffle.
1: Uh nope, never <laughs> been. Uh, really?
2: He's never
0: been to one. Oh, I would have had heavy money on meat? here. Goes out and shoots his Go behind the scenes
2: of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at GarageLogic.com.
0: Up. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors.
2: got another great email from eric he made the call for his free water analysis thank you eric you will be happy if you decide to make the switch to hofferman water and Connecticut. 612-895-2440 get on that schedule today have them come out for that free water analysis and you know what? If you decide to make the switch, you will be happy. I'm a proud customer and have been for a number of years now of Connecticut and Hofferman. It's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. Whether it's drinking water, it doesn't matter. For your cooking, laundry, your showers, just trust me, everything gets better with Connecticut and Hofferman. So get on that schedule. 612-895-2440. You can also visit their website, which is, of course, hoffermanwater.com. And you can see every single water treatment system that they have to offer, whether it's a water softer. An iron rust and odor filtration system or a brand new drinking water system they will take great care of you and your family and that's because hofferman water has been proudly serving the state of minnesota for over 50 years please tell them that you heard about them here on the garage logic podcast johnny
3: in other news, some nasty weather in parts of the U.S. It's a combination of heavy rain, snow, and wind bringing threats of flooding and power outages to the northeast today. Uh, this is all part of that same storm system that moved through Tennessee yesterday killing six people. Tornadoes toppling homes and tens of thousands of people losing power in the weather. The National Weather Service issued winter storm warnings throughout the evening as snow fell across Vermont and northern New York. Up to 10 inches of snow could accumulate in that area. The Weather Service said that snowfall rates of an inch an hour were possible. A lot of schools closed in Vermont. A mix of rain and snow falling in New Hampshire as of early this afternoon, and some roads had minor flooding in Maine, with gusty winds expected this afternoon. Yes, sir. I I have a
2: question, and I'm not trying to make light of what happened there, but a thought occurred to me when I was driving in today, and Kenny, I know I saw your tweet about it this morning. If I'm commuting to work or heading home, and I'm in an accident, let's say on 35 near Buck Hill, is Buck Hill liable because of the manufactured snow that they're making? In other <laughs> words, the road conditions were a little slick because I drove by, what's the one in uh, Edina? Highland Hills? High- yeah. Same thing on the Crosstown. Yeah. So there isn't, you know, there's no accumulation because of the weather, but because yeah. they're manufacturing the snow, they're not liable in any way, are they, if they cause an accident?
1: I don't know, but you'd think that they would get together with MnDOT. MinDot is actually posted. There's signs up that say expect icy conditions in the winter. Sure. So there's a warning. But you would think that somebody at Buck Hill would call or email and check in with MinDot and say, we're making snow tonight. Throw some product down. Yeah. And then you would think that motorists coming, you know, blasting up or down thirty-five would see the blizzard in the air. <laughs> yeah. And they'd roll out of the throttle. Not hammer the brakes, not any crazy just roll out of the throttle, increase your following distance, and get through there without an issue. But no, 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 no. no we none can't of that do that. Happened. That's way no, too easy. No. no.
3: not aggressive enough for me kenny sorry
1: the one one that cracked me up today was later in the morning 10 maybe 10 o'clock or so there was a crash a guy spun out on uh, southbound 77 at 35e he's walking around his vehicle and then another crash occurs right next to him and then another crash occurs right behind him so we had three crashes same area People still blasting through there at top speed and people involved in all three crashes walking around their vehicles.
0: Yeah. Well, you got to check it out, you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I guess. You know the, why don't you stand in front of the vehicle so when the car from behind rams into yours, you get run over. Do that. Auto Just records. walk around the freeway and see what's going on. <laughs> and God forbid, even after the lights arrived, you know the the um, the first unit, the trooper, the the uh, tow truck. So there's lights. It's like Las Vegas people still got their foot down. Screw those assholes. I'm like I'm in a hurry. I'm important. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but uh, on, I get maybe a little wound up about the, you know, that topic. So wait.
2: So your answer is no.
1: They're not liable. <laughs> yeah. I I'll forgot what on. the question is, but thank yeah, you for like I feel a oh, lot better good. now. <laughs>
3: record 7.5 million people expected to fly from December 23rd to January 1st, marking the busiest year-end travel season since the American Automobile Association began tracking that data back in the year 2000. That would beat the pre-COVID record of 7.3 million seen during the same period in 2019. The trend, they said, would be an extension of a busy Thanksgiving travel period during which the daily number of passengers screened by U.S. airport security hit a record 2.9 million. More air travel may not translate into a similar surge in the country's jet fuel consumption thanks to a larger, more efficient airplane line. Implied fuel demand fell as much as 100,000 barrels a day in early December, the biggest weekly loss since June, according to data from the U.S. Energy Information Administration. Road travel is set to rise as well, with nearly 104 million drivers expected to hit the road. Overall, travelers are seen at 115 million, the second highest ever, according to AAA. Wall Street Journal reporting Rudy Giuliani's legal and financial uh, woes could worsen this week with the District of Columbia jury considering whether the former Trump lawyer should pay tens of millions of dollars for falsely accusing two Georgia election workers of rigging the election. U.S. District Judge Beryl Howell, who's overseen the case for two years, already has found Giuliani liable for defaming Ruby Freeman and her daughter Shea Moss, who were at the center of post-election conspiracy theories. In an unusual August 30th ruling, Howell said that Giuliani repeatedly flouted his obligations to turn over evidence in the case and that his willful discovery misconduct was egregious enough to warrant an automatic judgment against him. A week-long trial will now determine how much the former New York City Mayor has to pay the mother-daughter duo they're seeking upward of 43 million dollars in compensatory damages saying giuliani's lies about them ruined their lives and fomented violent death threats that drove them into hiding Mm. what's going to need to happen joe let me i
2: don't know between now and november whatever it is for the country to have faith in the election process i have no idea okay People getting
3: smart.
0: Yeah. Sorry. A lot, no, of, probably a lot of people have said don't that, have huh? faith. A lot of
3: people <laughs> don't.
0: He's having yeah. his own uh, moments of dementia,
3: in case you haven't known. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's having some issues, Yeah. In a victory for gay rights and advocates, the U.S. Supreme Court today declined to hear a challenge to Washington state law banning conversion therapy on children aimed at changing sexual orientation or gender identity <sighs> in a case brought by a Christian therapist who calls the 2018 measure an affront to free speech rights. Conservative Justices Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, and ooh, Brett Kavanaugh ooh, dissented ooh, ooh. from the decision, yes, Deep Mr. alert. Yes,
0: white people who be who change genders then become protected under the ideology of diversity, equity, and inclusion. They're not they're not targets of uh, elite uh, Ivy League schools. Hold on, they checked the box because they're white people, white Christian people who have for forsaken that and changed over to become marginalized.
3: Hmm. I'm really confused at this point. I don't know. I, I got to start taking confusing. notes. I got to start taking notes, so I can't keep up. Who's marginalized now? But not? You,
0: watch what would have happened if there had been an uprising against uh, transgender people at Harvard. You, you think that the school president wouldn't have immediately condemned the people calling for that kind of yes. behavior? She would have. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yes. Uh, Also today, the Supreme Court agreeing with an 83-year-old California woman who said law enforcement used excessive force in a 2019 stop. The 83-year-old woman is Elisa Brown, about 5 foot tall, 117 pounds, when she was ordered out of her blue Oldsmobile by police in California in 2019. The officer who pulled Brown over thought the car she was driving had been stolen. That was a mistake. Following their protocol, they drew their handguns, handcuffed Brown, and forced the 83-year-old to her knees. Federal Appeals Court this year ruled that Brown could sue the police for excessive force, waiving a legal doctrine known as qualified immunity that protects police from liability for civil rights violations in many circumstances. Now, the Supreme Court on Monday let that lower court ruling stand, keeping Brown's lawsuit alive. The Supreme Court is mostly balked at lawsuits questioning the legal immunity extended officers. Police organizations have long countered that officers need the immunity in cases when they must defend themselves and split-second decisions can lead to unforeseen tragedy. Coincidentally, this weekend, Donald Trump said in a speech, quote, we're going to do something I will say is slightly controversial but shouldn't be. We're going to indemnify policemen in precincts and states and cities for being sued. Trump made that uh, statement to the New York Young Republicans Club gala at a speech on Saturday night. John, how old was this gal? 83. And It was a blue Oldsmobile? Blue Oldsmobile, Long, that's, that's correct. big,
0: blue Delta 88 with a box of Kleenex <laughs> oh, on the back yeah. uh-huh. shelf.
1: <laughs> and a whole bunch of d- dead bugs. Yeah. Uh, w- w- dead did we tackle bugs. her and mace her and wrestle her to the we ground? handcuffed her.
3: Well, they, they put her on the ground on her knees, apparently. Handcuffed her and put her on the ground.
1: Yeah, she's a threat. I've seen her in action before. <laughs> She'll give Ow. you a big hug if you're not careful. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a little kiss on the cheek. One of the uh, donk. <laughs>
3: yes, yes. One, <laughs> one of the latest things: uh, subscriptions for the auto industry. Have you seen this? I, I was unaware of all this. I'm vaguely for, familiar with this, but I'm anxious to have you enlighten me. For certain Toyota vehicles, for instance, the remote start option comes at a price of eight dollars a month after yeah. the expiration of a free trial.
0: Huh? Yeah, you're starting to buy carts All the car,
3: cars. Yeah, all the cars. Yeah. BMW, huh? BMW, meanwhile, yeah. charging 20 bucks a month for enhanced cruise control in certain vehicles. Uh, Ford, they offer hands-free driving Blue Cruise assisted cruise control option for some of its vehicles, including the all-electric F-150 Lightning, but it would cost you $75 a month. Alistair Weaver, editor-in-chief at Edmunds, says automakers are counting on the new revenue stream to pay for the transition to electric cars Mm.
0: I I know what I would do if I Mm. was a billionaire Mm. I would buy up every pre I'll pick a year i buy up every running pre-1975 car because those are the cars we're going to need in the revolution
1: (laughs) Jay Jay Leno's going to be doing okay right with his Stanley steamer yeah
3: General Motors <laughs> projects subscription fees to bring in as much as twenty-five billion dollars a year. That's billion with a B, well, Tom. What, Husser, hey, by the year twenty thirty? What idiot would want to
2: do this?
0: Well, apparently a lot. Because really when you look at it on a cost billion. basis, it might be more appealing to you than paying for it on the sticker. But Viva tell you when you I can use your know cruise that. control. Oh, they could disconnect. No,
3: I don't like that. Alexi Partners. Uh, Alex, I'm sorry, Alex Partners, a global consulting firm, found that more than 60% of customers, Mr. Reavers, are willing to consider subscribing for enhanced safety and convenience features as long as they don't feel like any convenience features are already paid for. So, Steering
0: wheel with that (laughs) car? That's
3: going to cost (laughs) you.
0: $13 a month, you get a steering wheel. Is that the deluxe model? No, for the deluxe model, you get tires. Ah, yeah.
2: How about Alex, the brake? Do I get to use the brake? You
0: get a brake. You get the brake, but it's $8 a month per brake. Ah,
3: yeah. yeah. Alex Partners, Mike Wakefield, said, uh, it might be that the car becomes cheaper and the options of subscribing bring the price
1: up. And they're also going to put a governor on it, right? So you won't be able to go over 71 in a what? 70 no. mile an hour zone. Why do you zone? think I'm buying up everything in sight, baby? You don't have to be a millionaire to do that. There's a lot of very affordable cars no, out there. but I have to have a place to put them. Right. right? Isn't a st- yeah, where are you going to store them? That's yeah. why I think Jerry Seinfeld has done
2: such a great job of uh, really harnessing in the... uh
0: That fruit kick. He ruined the Porsche market for people like me.
1: Grab the net. <laughs>
2: I
0: got a big one. Yeah. Fresh off vacation, well, I'm not gonna resist jumping. <laughs> no, at
1: that. I
3: know, I know. I gotta love it. Uh, and don't do this, okay? Seventy-two-year-old man in Oregon will spend more than a decade behind bars for rigging his home with a series of booby traps inspired by the Indiana Jones movie franchise. Yeah,
1: <laughs> don't do that, please. That's bad. They were, d-
3: they were designed to injure or kill law enforcement, including a hot tub set to roll down a hill. Remember the rock and Raiders of the Lost Ark They mm-hmm. rolled down the hill yep. toward him? Uh, this was a hot tub that was supposed to roll at whoever uh, triggers the booby trap. Uh, one FBI bomb technician was actually hospitalized uh, because of all this. Uh, the man here was sentenced to 150 months or 12 and a half years in a federal correctional facility.
0: John, that's fantastic. Okay, thanks. Uh, I I think that's fantastic. We're gonna uh, take a short time out here and wrap her up.
2: Here's a guy that forgot to play a liner.
0: This guy wears many
4: hats, just not indoors. Uh-huh. Joe Souchere. I see what he did there. Good recovery. Good recovery. You know, Minnesota Masonic Charities, they're one of the leading grant makers in the state, including primary support for the University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital, speaking of repairing, and the University of Minnesota Masonic Cancer Center. Both great institutions are leading the fight against cancer with research on the causes, prevention, treatments, cures, and also is one of the leading cancer research institutes in the nation. Their research on the causes, prevention, detection, and treatment of cancer has helped tens of thousands of people. This is just more information that they like to bring to you, garage logicians. Because, yeah, the funny hats, the behind-the-door meetings, the handshakes, they're an open book. You just need to learn more about Minnesota Masonic Charities. MNMasonicCharities.org. That's MNMasonicCharities.org.
0: Uh, do you know that the, at the UN Climate Summit at the in the United Arab Emirates, they had a uh, seminar on responsible yachting?
4: Whoa! <laughs> okay, is there? Ir- I didn't know there was irresponsible yachting.
0: Tim Buck too alerted me to this. The event was moderated by Nico Rosberg, a yacht owner, and organized by Sun Reef Yacht, a company that builds custom yachts and luxury vessels. The seminar included discussions about electric hybrid and hydrogen propulsion, battery technology, plant-based composites, air conditioning, and bottom paints Mm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I hope billionaire climate czar John Kerry was able to fit this seminar into his busy schedule. He owns a lovely yacht named Isabel, which he purchased after marrying Teresa Heinz. (laughs) People like him need yachts to get to maritime meetings in a hurry. If you want to know why ordinary people have become disgusted with the U.N., this would be Exhibit A, Mm -hmm. these frauds. Although my new best friend is that Arab oil guy who said, well, there's nothing wrong with fossil yeah, fuel. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it.
3: Settle <laughs> down. <So you> <laughs> I like that. Carbon. It's the only choice yeah, we for don't somebody need that. like oh, that.
0: okay. It. You're yeah, good. We don't need that. Only because they come to us all the way from Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador, from the traveling linemen. It's on this day in history. On this day. You mean, Joe, you're talking about December 11th. Ada Louise Cornstock. Is that her name? <laughs> No, Comstock. Comstock. <laughs> <was> okay. <born laughs> Tell in, me more. <laughs> oh, <born, laughs> right. Was born in Moorhead. She became the first dean of women at the U of M and then beginning in 1912, served as dean of Smith College in Northampton, Massachusetts. Although she, in effect, ran the school from 1917 to 1918, she was not given the title of acting president because she was a woman. She became the first president of the American Association of University Women in 1921 and served as president of Radcliffe from 1923 to 1943. I wonder if if Radcliffe was failed during those years. Mm -hmm. On this day, twelve eleven in 1895, after a sensational trial, Harry T. Hayward was hanged in a Minneapolis jail for the murder of Catherine Ging, Owner of a fashionable dressmaking establishment. He had arranged for her to be killed so he could collect the life insurance money. Oh. Mm.
1: How'd uh, that work out?
0: Well, he went to jail. He was mm-hmm. hanged. He was mm-hmm. hanged. Stretched his neck. Banging. Uh, on this day in 1956. <laughs> December 11. This is a nice crescent, a present. This was a nice Crespus present for the people of St. Paul Mm -hmm. the dwellings in Swede Hollow a St. Paul immigrant neighborhood were burned to the ground after the city health department declared them contaminated oof on this day
2: Two weeks ahead of Christmas. In
0: 1970, Norman E. Borlaug, U of M alumnus and crop researcher, received the Nobel Peace Prize for his research in hybridizing wheat to increase crop yields. Mm. Borlaug is known as the father of the Green Revolution. But that was not in the sense that we use that term today. And on this day in 1999.
2: 1999. December 11th. I'm listening nothing. I'm enjoying this day in history.
0: St. Paul native Paul Molitor announced his retirement from baseball, having spent his final three seasons with the Twins. His career hits numbered over 3,000, most of them from his years. With the Milwaukee Brewers. Can I interject something that no. has nothing to do with this day in history? What's that? I saw another phenomenal baseball stat. Let me see if I got it right. Tony Gwynn had more four-hit games than he had three strikeout games. Wow.
1: That, that sounds like a Super Seventy sports yeah, stat. It
0: with a couple more expletives in it. Well, isn't yeah. that amazing? <laughs> it's
1: amazing. It is, yeah.
0: On this day, also in 1999, <laughs> Huh? After, after 16 months of bitter protest, four oak trees sacred to the Metawonkton, Dakota community of Mendota were cut down to make way for the rerouting of Highway 55 in Minneapolis.
1: What that tragedy. was a huge, huge a protest. Yeah. yeah, I went down there. That was a neat neighborhood that they completely butchered. Where
0: was that, Kenny? Right in the corner there by where it's now? Uh, it's
1: uh, by where Coldwater Springs is. Yeah, and yeah. there was a minerals and mine, a U.S. government um, uh, uh, thing there, too. Yeah,
0: they had mines. Yeah.
1: It's really interesting now, though. It's called an oak savanna. Well, and it's actually it pretty cool. Yeah,
0: That's what I love about Florida The state has been completely devastated by developers uh, to build golf courses and housing developments. But each golf course has this formal sign. Entering sensitive environmental yeah, area. You yeah, yeah. just blew the place up with dynamite 22 right. years ago. Were are you
1: they're kidding? They're throwing down about 300 gallons of chemicals every day.
0: <laughs> You're entering sensitive area. Don't
1: leave yeah. the card pack. Speaking of golf,
2: how about a five-night all-inclusive golf vacation for two in the Dominican Republic from Escape With Us Vacations? Woo. That is currently online at the Garage Logic Holiday Auction running right now through December fourteenth. That, a riding lawnmower, trimmer, and blower from Tri-State Bobcat, an ice fishing trip from Ballard's Resort, three different e-bikes from EcoFun Motorsports, a Canadian fishing trip at Fletcher Lake Resort, gift certificates at Grand Old Creamery, Institute of Non-Destructive Testing Certificate Program, OsteoStrong 12-month membership, just go to garagelogic.com and enter the keyword auction to view all the items and to make your bid. Auction ends December 14th.
4: Seriously. Thank you, GLers. Yeah. Thank you, GLers. I'm going to tell all of you Garage Logicians where to go. You can go directly to YouTube and you can subscribe to Garage Logic. It is free of charge, but it's fun. Now, this is almost free of charge. That's a GarageLogic Town Council. Everybody knows you pay $10 a month or $100 for the entire year to eavesdrop on us prior to the show, during the breaks, and after the show, and get certain special invites to uh, town council events. It's just that simple. Go to garagelogic.com. oh